Welcome to Curry 1000 Project, the podcast for women seeking the courage to take the next steps in life. My name is Nellius, the story collector, and I'm on a mission to normalize the emotional cycles all women experience so we can end the patterns of shame and guilt that are leaving us stuck, held back, and disempowered from making the next chapter of our lives magical. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Courage 1000 Project. Now, today we have a gorgeous guest, Lisa Drennan. Now, Lisa was born and raised in Rochester, New York. A loyal wife, mum and friend, she loves to volunteer and help wherever she is needed. She started her virtual coaching business as a certified ULA life coach and certified aroma freedom practitioner and has helped hundreds of women surrender self-sabotage that keeps them stuck in fear so they can 10 times their life. And funny thing is, we've already jumped into this conversation because we couldn't wait. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Lisa. I can't wait for us to dig into this more. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. You're welcome. Now, you wanted to share today how to overcome those cycles of shame and guilt that we get stuck in, which is a huge part of that self-sabotage. So I'd love to know, where does that begin for you? Well, it took me a long time to realize where it began because I, I acted out um, before I even knew I was dealing mm. with self-sabotage. I, I didn't even know what a feeling was until I was 40. I'm 53 now. Yeah. I was molested when I was a child, probably as young as two, two to seven yeah. years old. A family member molested me and, you know, my parents were divorced, came from a very dysfunctional family. And I didn't realize that at a young age, you develop your feelings, your self-worth, your value. So I was always a very angry child and I was always acting out, but I didn't know why. And I was scared to death to sleep by myself. And I remember being a kid and going to my mom and saying, mommy, mommy, I'm scared. I don't want to sleep by myself. And I like to be like, you know, Lisa, go back to your bed, you know, and I'd be petrified. And as I grew older, um, I just rebelled. I got involved in all kinds of unhealthy coping mechanisms to try to hide my anger and my shame. And by the time I was 17, I connected with my first love, who was a narcissist gaslighter, was pregnant oh, no. three times. Um, I was pregnant three times and ended up choosing abortion twice, not yeah. realizing how devastating that was and just numbed the pain. I got into, um, I was doing cocaine, marijuana, drinking myself. I needed to drink a bottle of wine by myself. It was nothing. And at the time, I was only 90 pounds. Um and kept turning into these unhealthy coping mechanisms. Did this for three years. I ended up getting pregnant the third time, keeping my baby at 18, being a single mom, got rid of that guy and totally cut out all the people in my life. And I was just like crying out to the Lord, okay, I need to do something differently. So I started counseling. Counseling didn't work. I was really tired of counselors asking me, so how does that make you feel? I'll tell you how it makes me feel. I want to choke somebody. Um, I wore black to represent my anger. I would easily flip people off. And years and years of being angry and frustrated, overeating, over drinking, over people pleasing, um, just totally self-sabotaging. I'd want to release weight and I would gain weight. I wanted to stop. I smoked to calm my anxiety and my panic attacks. And I'd want to quit smoking and I would smoke more. So everything I tried to do, I would always tell myself, you know, three steps forward, five steps back. And I was like, why do I keep getting in my own way? Why do I keep self-sabotaging my efforts? I say yeah. I want something, but then I turn around and I, I keep drinking, I keep overeating, 
Then I got into retail therapy um, spending. It made me feel good to spend money. I loved 0% credit cards. So now I created this debt cycle for myself. And I just didn't know what I was doing and I just wanted peace. So I was lashing out at my family, my husband. I was locking myself in the bathroom, crying on the floor, and I was crying out to God. I'm like, I, I got to stop. This has got to stop. And it's weird because I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior when I was um, in July of 79. So I kept thinking to myself, God hates me. He's a punishing God. Um, I, mm-hmm. I probably lost my salvation. I mean, I did all these things after I got saved. So I'm definitely going mm-hmm. to hell. So I had this thought process of self-sabotage. So I figured if I people pleased, if I did all these good works, all these things for others, they wouldn't see how ugly I was on the inside. They wouldn't know my horrible secret that I swore I would never tell about having these two abortions. And that began my healing journey. In 2013, God gave me a book um, by Ann Volskamp, 1,000 Gifts, Dare to Live Life Differently. And in there, she did a challenge, which I love challenges, where you write down 10 things that you're grateful for. But not only that, you had to write down 10 things and the reason why until you got to a thousand. That's powerful. It was very powerful. It was, it was my first pivot and I love the beach. I'm not, I'm a beach girl. I live in upstate New York where winter and sunshine are prominent. (laughs) (laughs) I should say there's no sunshine, hardly any sunshine here. And I was out walking my dogs one morning and it, we had a bad snowstorm the night before and there was snow everywhere and hit a bundle all up. And I'm like, oh, you know, get the dogs all ready. And once they brought them back in, all these negative thoughts were going through my head. I'd have to like blow dry the snow off them. While I was walking down the street, I was reflecting on what I was going to be thankful for that day. And the street lights hit the snow and there were like little diamonds glistening in the light. And I was like, oh, wow. that's beautiful. It was it was. It was so beautiful. I still have the memory etched in my brain. And I thought, wow, if an attitude of gratitude can change my thought about snow, I got to keep doing this. So in 2013, yeah. I started that. I never stopped. And each year from that point, God gave me something to help me change what I was doing to help my self-sabotage turn into self-love. So I went to a one word focus. What was, what, what did I want? I wanted peace. I wanted to stop this turmoil inside of my mind and my heart that was causing all this chaos in my, in my actions and my thoughts were just so horrible. Like I had such an ugly view of myself. I looked in the mirror and I'm like, you're disgusting. You're like, you're a whore. You're, you're, you're a heavy, you're, you're, you know, you're a drunk, you're this, you're, I mean, just all of the negative things you can tell yourself I told myself. Yeah. So people pleasing became so prominent in my life. I volunteered for everything. I'm like, Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it in hopes that people would see me differently. And on the inside, it was just, just this turmoil of a mess. So when I started the one word focus, I like literally picked the word peace and every year I pick a new word and I studied that word. I got the root word. I wrote, I found like all the different definitions and what it means, like how, what does it mean to have peace in your life, to have peace in your heart? And then yeah. I realized it's all a matter of the heart. Like our soul is our heart. How do I change my heart to be aligned with what I really want? Like my dream is to, is to be a servant heart leader, to just help others and nurture others, but still feel good about myself. And I realized forgiveness was a huge part of it. Mm, yeah. So 
as I journeyed each year, I added something to my healing journey and forgiveness was a huge piece of it. I thought I learned how to forgive myself and I did for most part. I forgave everybody who hurt me. So the molestation, the narcissist, gaslighter, you know, anybody that gave me emotional abuse in my family, dysfunctional, come from an Italian background and uh, we are loudmouth Italians, very controlling. Um, I'm the youngest of three brothers. So being the youngest, being the only girl that was very protected. Um, so they would tell me things that totally would be like, okay, if you ever do this, I'm going to like rearrange your face. I'm like, what? Like, what kind of a talk is this? These, this is not right. And I feel like you're a very sensitive soul as well. So that would have really kind of hit you in a different level. (laughs) Yeah, my my self-esteem and my self-worth were just like, I was so dependent. Like, I couldn't make a decision without asking 20 people. Like, what do you Mm -hmm. think? Like, if I do this, is it okay? Like, and I could not have my own thought process because I was so used to people controlling me and telling me what, how, where, and when to do it. So when I became independent and I established those healthy boundaries, they're like, who are you and what'd you do with Lisa? (laughs) This is the new me. Like, I finally understood. I connected with a mentor and um, in 2016, worked with her for two years, one-on-one. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful relationship, three hours a week. And she taught me how to identify my feelings, like truly Mm. look inside. What are your feelings? What are your thoughts? Why are you thinking this? Is this really true? Do you believe it? And I was able to, for the first time in my life, say, wow, I'm I'm not really, I mean, anger is, is depression turned outward. Yeah. And when I realized that my anger was from my experiences as a teenager and as a young child, I was like, well, no wonder. I never processed it. I remember the first time I told um, my mom that I was molested. She didn't believe me. She, she said I made it up. And I saw that I must have seen a movie or something. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it happened. <laughs> like, you, you, you know things like that happen. Like your body yeah. knows it. Yeah. And um so that was kind of devastating. So I actually went for an intense counseling session similar to what somebody through AA would go through to process that molestation. And I healed from it completely, forgave the person and thought I moved on, not realizing how the abortions had affected me because I did not want to do that. But I was basically told, you know, by the biological father, no, you're doing this, like you're going and, you know, here's the drugs, you're just going to go. And I wrote a book, Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Fun in Your Life, which is my story. The first yeah. chapter is, I swear I would never tell, and it's all about the abortion, how I ended up there. And um, I, looking back at that, I'm like, how is this so stupid? Not once to get pregnant, not twice, but three times. And it's all because of the lies that my family fed me. Like I was, you know, we were very religious and, you know, you didn't do birth control. Of course, you didn't have premarital stocks, but I did anyways, because I had this very rebellious heart. <laughs> and it was like, why did I screw up so bad? Like, what was wrong with me? And I really thought God was a punishing God. So I didn't trust God because I was like waiting for lightning to hit me. And when I realized that God forgave me and that I forgave everyone else, but I never forgave myself. Yeah. So I continued with the self-sabotage behavior. I was just like, nope, I need to be perpetually punished. You're going to keep doing this. So every time I would like, you know, self-inflict wounds, I would turn to retail therapy and get myself into debt. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like I was debt free. I had 
an emergency savings account. I was like on the road for retirement. I'm going to retire in three years. So thank God my husband was like, is very financially smart. And he's like, no, don't touch that. You're not touching that money. Like that's your retirement account. And I'm like, I need it to get out of debt. No, you just have to stop spending. Like you need to get this mindset changed. Yeah. So when I started realizing my thoughts was what was causing the problem, I met with a coach and I had a session where I went through and I visited these past pain points and realized that I never forgave myself for hurting my children, for hurting these souls. And it took a few sessions, but I had an amazing breakthrough, not once, but twice. The first time was in January of 2019. And then my mom, my mom had passed away in October of 18. And I had a dream that um, she was with two babies, this beautiful little boy with black hair and this gorgeous little girl with blonde hair. And I thought, oh, who are those babies? Those must be like, I have three adult children. I'm like, oh, those must be my oldest son's children. And my daughter and I were talking and she's like, mom, those are your, your babies. And I had named them Michael and Tamara. And I share that in my book. And I'm like, really? And I dreamt about them three times. Mm, that's like, beautiful. Over a three month period. Yeah. And I thought they're in heaven with my mom. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So I was praying to God about it. And in May, I met with a soul coach and we visited that, that emotion that that, that event, those events. And they must've been really close together because I, I don't know the dates, but I do know that there's certain times of the year that I'm super, super depressed and I can't shake yeah. it. And like, I'm, I'm snarky. I'm like really angry and it takes a lot for me to get my energy levels up. So I'm thinking those are the times is when it happened. Um, so I went to the soul coach and she brought me through this process. And a couple of days later, I was at an acupuncture and I was on the table, you know, just waiting for the needles to do their work. And both of my babies came to me and said, mommy, oh. they kissed my cheeks and they said, mommy, we love you. We forgave you a long time ago. God forgave you a long time ago. It's time to forgive yourself and move on. That's and beautiful. I was just laying there. Yeah. I was just laying there crying. And the, you know, um, the acupuncture walked back in. I'm like, you are not going to believe what just happened. And what's really cool about it is Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So it even coincided with all that mother energy around the world. That's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it changed my life and I rebranded my business and I started focusing on healing the heart and just realizing that it's truly is a matter of the heart. If you want to move forward in any area of your life, you need to have your heart needs to be at peace. You need to have, you know, your heart, your soul, and you need to be at peace with yourself, your self love, your self development, your self awareness. You need to be at peace and forgive yourself in order to give to others, whether you're doing entrepreneurship or you're working for somebody. It's such yeah. an important part of our journey. Yeah. And I love that you're so aware of everything you've been through, that you went through this huge period of validation and that when you didn't get it, you rebelled. And to me, that's kind of our inner princess going, see me, see me. You don't see me, then fine, I will lash out at the world. But at some point we internalize that. And then we're lashing out at ourselves. And I love that you're so aware of that and we're able to move into that next really self-mothering where you saw yourself and went, okay, I need to forgive myself for my princess. She only did what she thought was right, but I'm wiser, I'm more mature, 
I don't have to follow those same patterns anymore. So I think that's beautiful. Yeah, it was, it's an incredible journey. And for many, many years, I kept beating myself up, not knowing why and yeah. trying to hide the hurt and the shame and the guilt. And when I was able to identify it, I just wish I could have identified it so much sooner. Like it literally yeah. took over three decades. Yeah. So hey, our journeys are our own. <laughs> it takes as long as we're meant to so stupid. <laughs> I just want to shake myself. So when I see my own clients doing that, I'm like, get out of your own way. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't go through what I went through. Don't wait for so many years. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, part of the Courage 1000 project is normalizing those emotional cycles that we go through. And you've explained them very, very beautifully. But I'd love to know, how have you used those emotional cycles to take control of your life now? Like, how does that play out for you? Yeah, it's it's a daily journey. It's a daily healing journey. I have to go through certain practices in the morning. So when I wake up in the morning, I ask, I just thank the Lord for the breath of life and ask how I can serve him. And I go through um, a prayer journey and meditation. And God and I have a board meeting Monday through Friday. So that's how I start off my day. And I, I assess myself, like when I get out of bed, like, how do I feel? And if I'm snarky, if I'm feeling angry, like my mom used to tell me, you're, you got up on the wrong side of the bed. I'll look at myself and I'm into oil. So I use different oils to raise my, raise my energy levels. Um, and I really just try to eat healthy because certain foods trigger my moods. And I know if I'm hungry, I will get really, really irritable. Or... Yeah. You get hangry very quickly. Yes, very quickly. And or if I'm thirsty, same thing will happen if I'm thirsty. Because yeah. my body's missing something and my body cries out. My body is very vocal. And I had a lot of pain. And it's funny because I have to have surgery on August 4th. And my, my pain is actually manageable because I do this self-assessment every morning. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to take care of myself today? And what am I going to avoid to not trigger emotional, physical pain? So it's yeah. really, it's really worked. And, you know, once in a while I might miss it because I woke up late and I know if I miss it, I have a bad day and I catch myself like, why am I having a bad day? Okay, let's reverse. Let's go back and start again. Yeah. And I literally have to tell myself and I write out my feelings and I'll cross out the negative and put the positive just to get my mind processed. Um, yeah. The biggest thing for me is I started at nighttime because I was having a hard time sleeping. I started doing my gratitude journal at night and writing down my wins. And that yeah. was a game changer for me to have a good night's sleep, to go to bed on a positive to know. And when I wake up, because our brains can't occupy negative and positive thoughts at the same time. So every time I receive a thought, I captivate it. And I'm like, okay, is this true? Why am I thinking this? Who told me? Is it something I believe? And how does it apply to my life? And when I look at it that way, it doesn't, I tell everyone, if thoughts were a person and came knocking on your door, would you let them in? And by stopping just for a few seconds and asking yourself that before you receive your thoughts, you completely change your projection. However you see things changes, the results, the end result changes just because yeah. you didn't accept something. And I have a, a person in my family that totally tears me down, does not support me on a regular basis I, I get emotionally abused and mm -hmm. I stop and I'm like okay and it's just one of those there's there's boundaries 
but yeah. they keep getting crossed and I have to keep reestablishing it because this person just doesn't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fall into the victim triangle. We're just going to, is it true what they're saying? No, it's not true. I am a child of God. I'm loved. I have, I know my worth. I know my value. Yeah. And if you don't support me, that's your, your gig. I'm sorry. It doesn't affect me at all. I don't need you to support yeah. me. I just really want you to stop abusing me. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. I love it. You have mentioned the five ways that I've pinpointed as well that women cycle through. So we've got that first part, the princess, that need for self-validation, that need to be seen and heard. Then you're stepping into the mothering where you forgive yourself and you're having gratitude for yourself as well. Then you're stepping into that angry phase where you start determining your boundaries and you're like, oh, hang on a second, that doesn't resonate. I need to put a block here. And then you're moving into this self-worth going, I am worthy of having that block there. I'm allowed to have that block. And then you step into this beautiful phase where you just get on with your life. <laughs> so I love that you can acknowledge and you can see that that's happening for you as well. I think that's beautiful. I love how you just placed that that way. I never thought of it that way. It and took me a while to find it that way. <laughs> yeah. But it's beautiful. I, I have to remember those steps and put them on my big post-it note because that is a great visual to help you go through the process and say, okay, like this is where I'm at and this is where I want to be. Yeah. And I think it, as part of normalizing it, if we know that we're in this phase right now, it doesn't feel the best, but this what this is what comes next. It's almost like you've got something to aim for. And then it helps you to move forward because you don't get stuck in the heaviness of whatever stage you're at at that point in time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's why we've got to share our stories. It's why I collect people's stories because the more we talk about what we've been through and that this is the cycle I went through to heal myself, the more everybody can go, oh, okay, if she can go through that and I can do this too then. Mm-hmm. I just love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, final question I have for you is if you could go back in time and face yourself at the very beginning of all of this, what would you say to yourself? Honey, you are a beautiful little girl and you are so loved. Your value is not dependent upon anyone but God. So live your life for God and not for man. That is so beautiful. That's gorgeous. I think anybody who's been through something similar, I think that would have just really spoken to them. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to sit in this warm feeling for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now if anybody would like to get in contact with Lisa, you can find her information either below the video if you're watching on YouTube or one of our social media channels or if you're listening to this in the podcast version, just look at the description and you will find her information below the uh, episode. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us, Lisa. It has been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really am honored to be here and you're a fantastic host. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so talking again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
Now, join us again next week as we continue collecting stories from women all over the world who have found the courage to take those next steps in life so you can find the inspiration to do the same. If you'd like to join me on my mission to normalize the emotional and intuitive cycles all women go through, join my free community at nellies.com.au.